You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC podcast brought to you by the Hereford Times. I'm your host, Chris Stonage, and as always, I'm joined by the Hereford Times head of sport content, Mr. Ben Goddard. How are you, mate? Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, early podcast this week. We're recording uh, Monday afternoon, so I'm uh, suited and booted in HT Towers today, which wow. makes a change. There you go. Yeah, he's usually, you know, um, pyjamaed up in uh, in bed yeah. towers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, tracky bottoms. <laughs> it's the best <laughs> thing about be. working from home. <laughs> as it should be. As it should yeah. be. But now nah, it's good to be back in the office, I'm sure, mate, um, after everything that's gone on over the last few years. But um, it's good vibes today. It's very good vibes because um, obviously on the weekend, victory over Blythe Spartans, Ben. Uh, yeah. 4-1 away from home. Uh, can't get much better than that. Yeah, it's a long way to, long old way to live. It's like, yeah, you get to Leeds and we were at Leeds by about, I drove to Leeds and we were there for, by about half 10, 11 in the morning. And you think, actually, we're not even halfway there. <laughs> yeah. It's an, a mission. It really is a mission to live. It's, Longest away trip of the season, and only well, only about twenty miles. Still got to go to Gateshead on the the final day, so that'll be. Uh, if there's anything riding on that, there'll be a long long trips for everyone involved. But yeah, anyway, back to Blythe. But yeah, um, good day, nice nice weather in Blythe on the coast. Makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, every time we've been there, it's been like overcast and bleak. <laughs> so at least when you arrive at Blythe, it was a uh, Nice and sunny, and people enjoyed a little trip to the beach. We, I didn't go to the beach. I went oh, you're working, the ground, man, yeah. But... You're working, yeah. <laughs> you're working, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no beach for me, but there was people on the beach, and uh, and yeah, a good. And to be fair, Hereford were very good. The way they just went straight up live, and live obviously low on confidence in that bottom three battle, and. Um, Josh Garner said afterwards, actually, they've done their, their homework on Blythe and they concede goals early and they rarely come back into games. So Hereford just went at them from from, from about the third, third or fourth minute and just threw everything forward. And the wings backs could not cope with Ryan McLean. Um, Tom Owen Evans was, was pulling the strings and Harry Pinchard as well. Just the three of them were just, they were on really good form. Um, McLean should have scored before we did. Um, put them ahead on seven minutes, and then um, and yeah, Toe Toe got two then before the break. Um, his first one was like a, a neat little neat little flick, a really good ball by um, I think it was Luke was it Luke Haynes with the first ball, and he just picked out the run of Seb Revan really well, like a, a diagonal ball to Seb Revan. He just flicked into the box, and um, it was like a back heel flick from Owen Evans. I'm not sure. He quite knew it was adding him, but he did, did flicked it in. And then the second one, um, Owen Evans shot from sort of range and took a wicked deflection and just the goalkeeper was helpless really as it kind of dipped over his head and into the net. So, yeah, 3-0 to the good after half an hour. And then and then Blythe came back into it, which kind of was expect really. Uh, they got they had a big home crowd behind them. I think there was seven 800 there from Blythe. Um so yeah, and they're in a real scrap at the bottom. So you expect them to throw something, throw some sort of resistance at it. Um, and to be fair, to be fair, I think Patton missed one. 
um, to put it four to put Hereford four ahead, and that would have really killed them. But then Blythe got a goal back, um, and that kind of set up the second half for them really. Um, and me and Keith were discussing on the on the radio what what Hereford were going to do at half time, and Keith was in the mind that the mindset that Hereford should keep Hereford should keep going at them. I, I had different ideas and I thought they were just going to kind of kill the game off and, and settle it because Hereford have been very good at that of late of not really giving the teams a lot of chances. They give teams a lot a chance to put the ball into the box but they've been quite good at clearing it. I mean, draws at Leamington and Kettering show that they're defensively pretty sound at the moment. I say that tentatively because we don't know what will happen <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, at the moment, they've, they've been on a good run of defensive performances. Um, soft goal to concede at Blythe, but apart from that, they were pretty good. And so, and they, they went with my tactic, really, which was to kill the game off. Pinchard killed it off with the, with the Hereford's fourth, um, really neat finish after the goalkeeper just kicked it to him um, midway into the Blythe half. And he took a touch, kept his composure and killed it past the goalkeeper. Really good finish from Pinchard. Um, showing what he's what he's made of really, and why why Hereford put him on a contract. One of only two contracted players at the club, um, but yes, for next season anyway. So maybe they'll play Pinchard. They'll just clone Pinchard and McLean and just have eleven of them on the pitch, and well, ten of them because neither of them could make a goalkeeper. They're too small. <laughs> well, talking to goalkeepers, Ben. Talking to goalkeepers, there's been a whole lot of uh, drama this week when it comes to goalkeepers. Um, COVID central um, in the goalkeeping camp, um, which means that young Ollie Battersby had to be called in on loan. Um, how did he? How did he do? I mean, for, for something so crazy as the emergency loan rule, and would the game have actually gone ahead if he hadn't have managed to be called up into Blythe uh, on the weekend? Well, yeah, poor, poor old Josh Cowlin. He's. Um, I spoke to him on Thursday night, and he was on his way back to Skegness where he was on holiday with his family in Butlins and he'd just been to Birmingham to take training all day. And then uh, and then Friday, he didn't have it any easier because he was um, on the phone all afternoon trying to find a goalkeeper. I think it took him till about 10 o'clock on Friday night, he said, to find a And then on Saturday, he was off to Blythe for the game. So I don't think he had much of a holiday, poor, poor Josh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it must have been a very stressful uh couple of hours had from about five o'clock till ten o'clock he was just ringing around everyone he knew in football trying to find a goalkeeper <laughs> um well at Christmas Hereford signed on all their academy players into the first team forms so there'd be an academy goalkeeper also signed on first team forms which means that they could probably have not got the game called off because they would have a goalkeeper registered with the league. Yeah. So so that would probably answer that. And also, I heard Luke Haynes has played in goal previously. <laughs> so have I. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played in goal, ever. <laughs> so, wait, listen, it, I'm sure you'd have been readily available if called upon, Ben. Well, Keith used to be a goalkeeper. Keith Hall, who I'm quite often on the radio with, Keith used to be a goalkeeper. So uh, he was, he said he was a bit too old to come down from the stands to help out. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, but they got Battersby on a one one game emergency deal. Um, I think the COVID actually started in the Wolves camp. 
and then uh, and then they got spread to brand the top Brandon out as well on Friday. But yeah, so they got a batter's B from Grimsby. And luckily it was against Blythe and he didn't have a great deal to do. But what he did do was two really important stops at, um, at crucial moments of the game. The first one, um, Hereford were 1-0 up and he made a one-on-one save, which was obviously important because Blythe level in front of a home crowd. And then two minutes later, Hereford went and got the second at the other end and that just showed how important that save was. And then the other importance, and he was generally quite good, Kicks were long, um, well placed, pretty good, and came to collect crosses. Big, tall lad, and then his second big save came at three-one, just after the break, um, just as Blythe were looking for a way back into the game, and and he makes another big save. That goes in, and it's three-two, and definitely game on for Blythe. And then a couple of minutes later, Pinchard scores to make it four. So, although in the face of it, he had an, an, a comfortable afternoon. What he did do was two big moments, big saves um, that really kept Hereford in charge of the tie really and stopped any momentum from Blythe. So yeah, a good display by Oli Battersby and um, maybe one they'll be looking forward to for next season if there's a change of goalkeeper, maybe. Potentially. Um, but yeah, moving forward, I'm so I assume Sondergaard and Hall will be back for uh, the Alfreton game, Ben, on the weekend. Um, but looking ahead to it, last time out was a crazy three-all draw um, away from home. Do you see it playing out in a similar vein or do you think Hereford will will have a little bit more control in this one? Yeah, I think Hereford probably should have won at Alfton as well, really. Um, they they had their chances in that game and I think it was just defensive errors really cost them. I think confidence was a little bit low at that time. And yeah, I, I wasn't impressed with Alfton on that day at all. And um, but they've got a decent away record, uh, one six away from home, which is which is good in this league. Um, Hereford only won five, so one more away games than Hereford, drawn one away, lost nine. So they're, they're not in it for the draws, they either go to win or lose games, Alfton, and uh, they'll be maybe looking over their shoulder a little. Uh, well, no, actually, they're 11 points above Geisley at the bottom. If there was bottom three, then maybe they would be a bit in trouble. But yeah, they're, they're well out of Geisley's reach. Um, so they've got nothing to really to play for, Alfton. Um, I don't think they're on a great run. I think they drew, actually, at the weekend. I'll just have a quick look at that. But um, yeah, so they um, they drew 2-2 against Hereford, one of Hereford's playoff rivals in Southport. I think they were 2-0 down in that game. That was at, at Alfton, um, where they are a little bit better. Than away, so um, I say that. Well, they've only won four at home, so they're just kind of draw specialists at home. I think often, and um, and I kind of showed when Hereford went there. Luke Haynes with the the last gasp equaliser, and my my laptop nearly died after my <laughs> my rush to get outside and record the Hereford fan celebrating. My laptop ended up on the floor and in, and uh, looking like it was dead. Yeah, I was expecting. <laughs> but, yeah, but um, yeah, so um, yeah, but Hereford. I mean, if Hereford, we said I said this last week, and I'll say it again this week. If Hereford want to be in this playoffs mix at the end of the season, there's eight games to go, and a win at Al- a home game against Alfton can't come any better. Really, um, it's one they need to win. If they've really got aspirations of 
get getting in that getting that playoff position. The Alfreton game is a big one because then then if if they they win at Alfreton and results go their way, they might be in the playoffs on Saturday night, and then you go to Fylde on the week the following week is kind of a free hit at Fylde. You can have a proper go at them and not too worry about the defeat too much because you know you've got a home game against Telford to come. Again, if you want to be in there, you've got to win that game. Away at Gloucester, that'd be difficult. But then at home at Bradford, another game. So you've got three home games in the next five that really, if Hereford have aspirations to get in that playoffs, they should be winning comfortably all three home games. And then we'll see where they are in the league. And I think that them three wins and maybe one of Fylde and Gloucester will get them right in the mix ahead of the last three difficult games. Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting, this playoff running. Um, and Hereford have put themselves with that win. I think it just, a win changes your perspective so much on it. Because last week I was thinking, there's no way. There's no way, Ben, that, that I thought you were being so optimistic with the old 50-50 or the 52-48 or wherever you went for um, with your with your prediction. But all of a sudden, Hereford are two points off. Yes, Southport have a game in hand, but they, everyone's capable of losing games in this league. It's just crazy. Yeah, and York's running. I'm just looking at it now. Chester away, Kettering away, Brackley away. Their next three games are really difficult. I mean, the Chester one's probably the easiest, easier of the three, but it's never, never easy games. Away games in this league are never easy. So their next three games are, are difficult. They've got a game in hand over Hereford, but it doesn't mean they'll win that game in hand. And they could be, look, they'll be looking over their shoulders at Hereford. And then, um, yeah, Kitty um, Chorley as well. They'll be looking over at their shoulders. They've got to go to, they've got home game against guys who are scrapping for their lives in the, at the bottom at, at the moment. And then they've got home game against Boston, another promotion, uh, playoff rival, also looking to get in that mix. So their next two are difficult as well, surely. So all the all the teams have got to play each other. And this is Hereford, this run of five games is Hereford's big chance to get well amongst it ahead of them difficult last three games. Yeah. So, Ben, I'm going to ask this question to you once again. Um, Percentage-wise, has it increased? Since last week, or are you still chilling on the 52% mark? No, it's increased. I'm going to go 60, 60, 40. 60, 40. It's into tight. the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm it's still, still, I'm still it's, edging on the other side of caution for myself, but it's still, um, it's definitely doable. Definitely doable because teams, teams around Hereford are just dropping points left, right, and center. If they weren't, if they weren't in, the terrible, terrible run of form. Some of these teams around them, then you, you you would worry. But some of the some of the form the form guide at the moment is just an absolute mess. So <laughs> none of the playoff sides want to want seem to want that that's fifth, sixth, and seventh spot. And there's more teams getting dragged into it. A couple of weeks ago, you'd have said Chorley were were guaranteed playoffs, and they've they've slumped right back into it. Southport as well really slumping into, into the battle. And then you've got Boston, Darlington, Hereford. Prob- they're probably them three all, all fighting. So you're probably looking at uh, four of seven to get into them playoffs. Um, it's doable. Three of seven, sorry. 
no, three of six, three of six, sorry. Yeah, from uh, Chorley down to um, Darlington. Uh, Kettering will have to come up with something very special if they're going to claw back yeah. uh, their six points out of it with eight games to play and and you, you can't see them winning. They'd have to win, I would think, probably six of their last eight to get in, yeah. to get to get that that margin back and to get into the playoffs because I think four wins. Well, to be fair, Kettering have got ten left, mm. so they could. Also, got two games in hand, don't they? Yeah, um, over but, Hereford, but yeah. So, but yeah, you got, they've got to win them games in hand. Yeah, and I was I wasn't massively impressed with Kettering when we went there the other last week. So, I, I think they'll struggle. But Kurz and Ashton, they've dropped right out of it now. Well, they, when Hereford lost to them, we thought that could be them leveraging up into the playoffs. Yeah. And then they've just completely fell off. Yeah, completely fallen away from their... Um, there'll be seven points today behind Southport. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and they look one of the... the Probably one of the best sides that I've seen this season. And um, when we went there, they really did a good job on Hereford that day. And it just shows this league is mad. It's mad. And you think Hereford hadn't won in, I think it was their first win in six of live. And all of a sudden you get that win and the picture just turns, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and another win against Alfreton on, on Saturday and the picture could turn in Hereford's favour again. If um, if Southport or York drop points, obviously they've, they've got games in hand, but had their games in hand, they might re- have to play each other or they might have to play teams around that, that top top seven, eight side. So it's all to play for. And um, yeah, it's going to be, I think my, uh, I'm definitely more optimistic now than I was um, maybe a week, a week or two ago. So, but yeah, the Alfredton game is big, um, big three points on Saturday. It certainly is, mate. It certainly is. Um, so yeah, that'll bring to the end a, uh, another episode of Bullcast. Um, I hope you did enjoy it. If you did, make sure to uh, check us all out on social medias and stuff like that. And yeah, we will catch you in the next episode. Bye bye. How's your fancy league going? We're gonna. I got four points. This I'm, I'm not. Even oh come on, get back on. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to cover this, Ben. I don't, I don't. Yes, yes, we do. Yes. I, I got four points, mate. I got four. I only got fifteen. I think. I got four points. <laughs> four. <laughs> Only three of my players actually played this week or whenever it was. I'll um, present this bit then. Right, let's have a look at the Stancy League. And, uh, let's I'm see leaving how it all Chris in. I'm done. leaving it all in because you... you, you oh, nah, this is... <laughs> I don't want to do this. I was in a place where I was going to finish in the top 10. I'm now down to 41st. <laughs> You don't know how happy this is making me. Yeah, the thing is, <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I'm I'm happy with mid table. That's fine. But I, I was so cocky going in. I was like, oh, I'm getting top ten, you know. But then as soon as I ruined it all, I just quit. And I just don't have the mentality for it, mate. I, I I'm not. I've not got the bottle, the drive. But you're in 66 still, so it's okay. It's fine. But I, I made loads of changes, and it's not happened. As long the players as I beat, are still there. As long as I beat you, I don't care. That's that's fine. I'm not worried <laughs> the about The thing is, I made changes. <laughs> I did my free hit and made all the changes. And made then it worse. The, no, but they haven't. It hasn't come into. It hasn't made them on the system. It's still saying what I'm, I've clicked the wrong thing, and I. 
You probably have, yeah. And uh, and it hasn't made the change, which means I haven't picked up the tip points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I ended up with 15 points last week. Oh dear. Well, at least it's not four, mate. At least it's not four. You've got 11 more than I do. Um, so you're slowly clawing back that deficit. But finding Timo is currently winning the league. Sandy Smith um, got 46 points last week. Um, because I think there was like a half half of the team, teams playing enough, didn't Son got 30 points and Sacking got 11. So, you know, it's been it's been a tough one for most people this week. But yeah, we move on. Um, and yeah, hopefully we never have to cover that again. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully I won't keep falling. Otherwise, you might catch me up. And that would be true embarrassment, to be fair. I don't, that would be I, shocking. I don't think I could show my face ever again <laughs> on anything. Uh, if you manage that. But yeah, uh, that brings to an end the podcast. We're leaving it there. Um, you got a little <laughs> boat, ex- got a little extra bonus section there of, you know, my four point fantasy team section. We don't want to talk about that. Exactly. No, I'm not having this. Anyway, we'll catch you in the next one. Ta-ra. <laughs>